The Joe Mays and J-Rap Show is brought to you in part by Mays Sandwich Shop, serving delicious hometown favorites to the West Lawn community since 1947. Bringing you the latest news and commentary on baseball. The 0-2 pitch. Swing and a miss. out. The Philadelphia Phillies are 2008 World Champions of Baseball. Hockey. College football. But now Blackley is going to put it up on first down. He's going for the bundle. Garrity! Touchdown! And the NFL. The Denver Broncos are world champions. They have just won Super Bowl 50. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Raffoff. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to the 207th episode of the Joe Mays and Jay Raff Show. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and alongside me, co-host Justin Raffoff. Yeah, it's uh, good to be here. Um, you know, I know we kind of joked a little bit last week um, about what the topic is tonight and how, you know, we had some time to kind of look into it. Well, and then uh, things kind of heated up this week, and we definitely have stuff to talk about in this area. Not that we didn't before, but even more kind of piqued everyone's interest, not just ours this week. Right. We're talking NFL draft because guess what? Thursday's the first round. It is here. It is here. And Football season's back, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it snuck up on me a little bit this year just because I, I relinquished my duties at drafttech.com um, in about mid-January. So uh, I worked there for eight years uh, covering the Dolphins every year and the Eagles off and on for a while. I also covered the Patriots and the Bengals and the Steelers. Um but I, uh, I gave that up in January, so I'm not up to speed as I have been over the last – well, really, I mean, I worked for eight years at Draft Tech, but I've been following the draft since uh, the year that Kerry Collins, uh, Kyle Brady, Kajana Carter, you know, that great 94 Penn State team. When those guys entered the draft in uh, the spring of 1995, that's when I started following the draft. And honestly, this is probably the, the year that I've been least prepared about uh, – team needs and uh, and the players involved and where they're expected to go and whatnot uh, in a long time. So, uh, But we still can have a lot of fun talking tonight, especially with what happened with the Eagles. Yeah, and uh, we'll, we'll get into that in, in just a minute. But the Eagles went from, you know, obviously being a big story with new structure in the front office again and uh, new coaching staff and you know, some, some off-season moves that kind of uh, got people's attention in terms of trading away some of the big names that um, Chip Kelly had traded for, um, basically kind of wiping themselves completely free of the Chip Kelly era. Now, obviously, that doesn't happen when you have a 53-man roster and all that stuff, but um, a lot of people have made the jokes and kind of statements that apparently if the Eagles could just like wipe the Chip Kelly era from their history, they, they would. And that's how they feel they're addressing all this. Now, that's not to say um, that some of that's not needed, you know, and not that Chip Kelly missed on every 
single move that he made, but uh, some of the marquee moves or the big, bigger moves that he's made, um, the Eagles have kind of worked this offseason uh, to kind of um, basically replace and remove those from from the books for this next year. So we'll kind of have to see how it works out, and there's plenty to talk about, and we'll get to that in just a, a few minutes. But um, Eagles, like I said, they're, they're trying to make a lot of moves in in doing that to get forward, uh, to move forward. But um, they made a major move this week, and uh, that was trading for the number two overall pick. Right, so we have a lot of NFL draft to cover, and we're going to do that for you momentarily. But first off, I think it would be wise of us to say goodbye to the one of the sports seasons came to a close today, at least for us, and that would be the hockey season, which unfortunately saw the end of the Flyers' Uh, surprising comeback against the Washington Capitals came up a tad short and we have just a few highlights we're going to quick show here of game six which was played this afternoon in which the Flyers fell to the Capitals one to nothing and the Capitals won the series four to two and are moving on to play the Pittsburgh Penguins but the Flyers are probably I mean they definitely should be commended for not giving up and we talked about this in our text string today especially the way game three went not just in general, but like they would have lost game three regularly, but game three was an embarrassment on lots of levels um, that we don't necessarily need to get into, but it was embarrassing on lots of levels and um, they could have easily, easily packed it in and just been that team that was shipping it in and getting swept. Um, and they, they chose not to do that, which, which is, you know, admirable. Um, and somebody talked about, Actually, the NBC announcers were were talking about how in their interviews, um, it came up time and time again, this Flyers organization, not just this Flyers team, but the organization, there's so much young talent there. And so many of those guys were involved in this scenario that the Flyers have essentially been playing game sevens for a month. And just the experience and all of that, that this will give them and fighting back in these two games and all of that, um, that that down the road over the next couple of years could really pay off to get some of these guys, these big time games um, in these situations. So obviously we'll have to wait and see. Um, this was a, at least a year early. Not that anybody was projecting the Flyers to be contenders next year. Right. But, you know, for this rebuild under the new system to kind of start to, um, you know, really some of those guys get to the NHL and in that level that wasn't really projected until next year. And in the following years, and some of those guys in this team made a step and were able to make the playoffs after being nine points out of the playoffs in the end of January at the All Star break, which is uh, really yeah, unheard which is of. Just crazy to yeah. think of. But you know, you know, you kind of summed it up well. But today we saw them lose one nothing. The biggest problem. The sum, summarized the the, the entire series. series offense. They couldn't get anything going. Um, I think did they score six goals against Pulpy in six games? Is that what uh, it ended up being? Yeah, but that counts five as an empty six. net goal. Right, well, that's right. true, yeah. Against Holpe, it was even I think fewer. they only scored five goals in the series Five goals in six games against against Holpe, you know, not right. counting the empty netter. Uh, but, yeah, they fought back. They played hard. Uh, Neuvers was incredible, and obviously not his fault today. No. That goal was a, be- it was a beautiful goal. Right. Great passing. But Ovechkin you- helped set it up by keeping it in play, and Backstrom just rifled it past Neuvers. They went across the ice. You know, right. there's nothing that Neuvers no, could do. No, that's defensive letdown there, you know, in terms of just letting them get that rush. Um, 
And yeah, the offense just couldn't generate anything. Their first team to win a game, an NHL playoff game with 11 shots or fewer in like, I can't even tell you. Like there aren't many teams that have done it and the Flyers did it in game five. They were outshot 44 to 11 in game five. Um, that's just absurd. Um, and, but when you look at it, you have some questions like, where is the offense? There's some big money and big names on the offense and it just didn't happen. Now is part of that, part of that could be part of that could be they were going against the best team in hockey. Like part of that could be the fact that the Capitals are the best team, but you know, that's not never going to be the good enough answer. Another key part is, all right, so what do they do at goalie? It seems like we literally have had to ask this question every year right. forever for the Flyers. Um, so what do they do? Is is a new their guy? Is you know is it Mason? Mason? You know they got some other guys know. in the system, but it, I don't think like, any of them are Newver, ready yet. Newverth has kind of like in terms of moving up, he seems like he could be a team's guy. Like you know, he I think he won a championship at the AHL level. Like he he's solid and. You know, I, I don't know. You know, he's young. But the problem just becomes, like, you know, is this just what we've seen with the Flyers over and over again? Where they have two goalies, one of them gets hot in the playoffs, the Flyers will go with that guy, and he turns out to be mediocre. Right. Because like, that seems to be the pattern. Flyers have a second-string goalie, not your traditional second-string, because they never have a true number-one goalie. And then, you know, they go back and forth, and next thing you know, we're on to the next goalie and on to the next one. Like, there are questions that you need to address. The good news is there's a lot of young talent in the system and on the team this year, so hopefully they can keep building in the right direction. I think also, we Also, go Capitals from here. Like, <laughs> I was rooting against them the well, last two weeks. I'm rooting for them this week. I'm, I, we're rooting for them in this round. I'm not going to go past that. Okay, no, no, no. Yeah, I'm good with that. I'm good. Yeah, that, that's that's just what I meant. I just meant in the second I, round. I don't believe there's a single scenario matchup that would have me root for the Penguins. So no, no. matter who Pittsburgh's no. playing, I'm rooting for they that. They could the play team. the Hawks from Mighty Ducks, and I would root for the Hawks. <laughs> what about Iceland? Uh, yes, yeah, I'd root okay. for Iceland. Gunnar Stahl? Yeah, Gunnar Stahl, yes. All right. There isn't – there. If they played the Soviet Russian team, I'd probably from root for the, the one from the seventies. Yeah, Pro- I'd probably, probably root probably. for the Penguins. I think maybe in a few weeks, about probably three weeks from now, I think we can do a little bit more in depth on the Flyers and look at their off season and what to expect in the coming seasons. Because there's, like you said, and we've talked about it multiple times over the last few weeks, they have a lot of young talent in the their. Systems such as Lehigh Valley, right. uh, we actually have seen some in Reading now with the right. Royals and the ECHL. Um, but more importantly, the junior system where you yeah. get the real big, big guys, the, the young guys that either went through college and then joined up, or even completely skipped college and were that good and made it to some of those uh, you know, QMJHL and, and places like that, the OHL and, and whatnot. So we'll gonna wrap up maybe the Flyers season and a look ahead. Uh, and I think it's like May 15th would be the show because next Sunday, May 1st, we're wrapping up the draft. We're not on the following weekend, uh, Mother's Day, Sunday. So when we're back on May 15th, if the head, the schedule holds true, we'll wrap up uh, the Flyers and just kind of get excited already for the fall when the 2016-17 season starts because the Flyers, um, we're – I'm expecting them to be a little bit better. You know, maybe they're not going to challenge for the division yet, but, but they make, should be make the playoffs again. 
compete, you know, not as the eight seed. Maybe so a, a, right. You know, so that maybe you're competing. Try to try to know. be uh, you know, the, the four or five or something like that. Right. And try uh, and get in there and compete, maybe win a series. Win a series, right. And uh we'll discuss the goalie situation, we'll look at free agency and uh We'll, we'll, we'll get to talk a lot of Flyers, which we haven't done a lot over the years, so it'll be fun to do that. Uh, before we talk draft, let's get the contact information up there in case anyone wants to hit us up during the show, and Justin has that for you. Yeah, we'd love to have your take on you know maybe Flyers recap or um, the draft scenarios that we're going to run through tonight. Um, if you want to call the show, uh, you can call during the show. You can use the May Sandwich Shop hotline at 530-563-6297. Again, 530-563-6297. You can also um, email the show anytime using the May Sandwich Shop email inbox at jomazeandjraff at gmail.com. Again, jomazeandjraff at gmail.com. We're also all over social media, primarily Facebook and Twitter is where you can find us. So go to Facebook.com and search for the Joe Mays and JRAF show. You can also find us on Twitter at Joe Mays and JRAF. And you can get all that social media information on our website, jmnjrradio.com or jomazeandjraf.com. All right, so NFL Draft, still one of my favorite uh, events and days of the year is coming up this week. Starting Thursday night, I believe 8 o'clock on ESPN and NFL Network, they will broadcast the first round live. Then Friday evening, you can tune in, I think, at 6 o'clock for rounds 2 and 3. And then Saturday is the marathon day. That is the day for the diehards. That's rounds 4 through 7, which literally takes about 12 hours. Yeah. It, it, is, it is crazy. It goes from about 10. It's, okay, it's not quite 12. It's like 10 to 8. So ten in the morning until eight at night, and you're just sitting there, and, and there are people and are you're being called a out. A lot of people that a most lot people, of people haven't, haven't heard, heard of. of right? right, that's that's the tough part. So uh, the big draw is Thursday night. Then then the pretty big fans will hang around Friday, but you know who are the crazy guys that sit there on Saturday, and right. that was that was me for the last eight years. <laughs> I was one of those crazy guys. So it'll be interesting was, this year was. to uh, to see what we can do. Um, just watching it and having fun when I don't have to be in front of a computer. Yeah. Um, so any of you um, bigwigs out there, you got you got some spare change lying around. There's a pretty cra- great event happening though Thursday night. If you want to hang out with some um, current NFL players and, and watch the draft, uh, you can do so by going to ghcommunityfund.com and buying a ticket to their draft party. It's at PJ Wellahan's here uh, in West Lawn. And uh, it's a, it's, an incredible event. You can hang out with Chad Henney and Blake Bortles. I'm not sure if any of the other gentlemen coming in for their fundraiser at the end of this week will be there, but uh, it's very limited a uh, group of people, and you can get more information on that event at gh ghcommunityfund.com. All right, well, we're going to start with the Eagles because they are the ones that made the biggest splash, at least in terms of the teams that we're interested in, our listeners are interested in, and there's six of them. It's the Eagles and Cowboys. Steelers and Ravens and Patriots and Dolphins. It's interesting how it's two from from three of the six divisions. Yeah, there isn't like a Lone Ranger there. No. Which... I mean, I think before we've tried to throw in also the Giants and Jets, just kind of, yeah, kind no of our locale. Could, I mean, could pretty much do the entire NFC East, I'm sure. Um, but those yeah. are the six that over the years now, five plus years of doing this, we know what the people want to hear. Um, so if you're listening out there and we're not covering your team, send us an email and maybe we'll start talking about them a little more. But <laughs> we, we hear from the fans of those six teams because either we're location. fans of them or we got family involved yeah. or friends that like them. So, yeah, the location location matters. 
And uh, yes, obviously, East Coast bias is present, alive and well, on the Joe Mays and J Rap show. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So just last week, I believe it was Wednesday, the Eagles made a move with the Cleveland Browns and were able to get up all the way to the second overall pick in the draft happening Thursday night. They initially started the season or the offseason with the 13th pick. They moved yeah. up to eight with the Dolphins. They swapped first-round picks as part of their deal, sending um, Byron Maxwell and Kiko Alonso down to the Dolphins. So the Dolphins pick 13th, the Eagles up to eight. Well, now they decided, hey, we know who we want. We know what need we want filled. We need to get up higher than eight because the guy or guys we're targeting – definitely won't be there so they called the browns they're able to seal a deal on wednesday that sent the browns number two overall pick to the eagles in exchange for the the number eight pick that was originally with the dolphins a third and fourth round pick in this year's draft the eagles first round and second round picks excuse me the 2017 first round pick for the eagles and then a second round pick in 2018 right so it's really this trade is spread out over the ne- this draft three drafts. And the next yeah, two. if you include this one and right. the next two, yeah, it's three three draft three seasons of draft picks here. Right. So you've got first, third, and fourth this year, a first next year, and a second two years from now. Um, the Eagles, besides getting the number two overall pick, they're also getting a conditional fifth round pick. Um, it could m- become a fourth rounder um, because of uh, other stuff going right. on. And that would be in next year's draft. So the Eagles are essentially getting the number two pick this year and then a mid mid late round pick next year uh, from the Browns. And they're moving up. You, you don't move up that high for anyone other than a quarterback. Right. Yeah. I like some people had said when it was rumored that they were going to move up, but this is before it took place. They're like, what do you think they're going to do? Like, because, you know, there are all kinds of not well-informed fans that that are trying to say oh well they were trying to move up so that they could keep Ezekiel Elliott from going to the Cowboys or they could keep so-and-so from going to the Cowboys no that's you don't you don't trade this fans might make that trade but I don't see Howie Roseman who's who's by accounts isn't a football guy remember like he's he's like a business guy he's well He's not necessarily like the stats football in that way. Like I don't want to make it sound like that, but he's from the contract and like business side and analytical side in that sense. Not so much. He's not like a former coach or you know NFL insider. Um, so when when he is making the move, I, I find it hard to believe that they would move up to keep someone from going to the Cowboys as the main purpose. And like everything says, um, to move up to number two, you have to realize that you still don't have your choice necessarily. Like it may be the guy that or it may work out that you get the guy that you wanted all along, but there's still somebody who gets the pick in front of you. So you have to be prepared and and willing to take either of the quarterbacks that are there at number two. Um, this year, it seems like by all accounts that it's going to be Jared Goff out of Cal. And Carson Wentz out of North Dakota State. Definitely. Um, now, there are varying reports, and it, it could happen, especially with two quarterbacks going one. There could – one, two. There could be a run on quarterbacks, not necessarily in the top ten. you know. Um, but there's some that project that you could have up to five go in the first round. I think that's a little ambitious. I think because two teams move up to get their quarterbacks, you're going to see other teams say, hey, we're going to draft somebody else and wait 
you know, to get a quarterback later because, you know, well, the Eagles right. who could have taken a quarterback in the second round aren't going to. So it's the Rams who could have taken a quarterback in the second round aren't going to. You know, like so all of a sudden it starts now. It is some intrigue there at the back end of the draft with some teams that may still have quarterback openings. Traditionally, where teams don't have quarterback openings in those late twenties, Denver. Um, yeah. So it's presumably it's golf one, Wentz two, then you're slotting in Paxton Lynch, Connor Cook, and our boy Christian Hackenberg. Right. I use our boy loosely. Like I've had some interesting conversations there. I I like Christian Hackenberg. I I think I want him to do well in the NFL. I, I say that. That sounds terrible. It depends where he goes. Like, if he goes to the Cowboys <laughs> or something like that, I have no problem saying, no, I hope it doesn't work out. Like, and that's nothing <laughs> against him personally. It's against the team he it's goes a, right, to. Right, right, yeah. Um, but I, to be honest with that, and I know this is diverting away from the Eagles a little bit, except for the fact of I think this is why they moved up is because they're not they're confident in those top two, not as confident in the guys that they could have gotten at eight or 13 or something like that. Um, if if Hackenberg played at a different school, if he didn't play for Penn State, you wouldn't I, be defending I'd be him. preaching how he's the most overrated quarterback prospect in you know forever. Right. Yeah, and, and I understand, and that. it's hard to argue against that. It really is, because because now you see stuff, and and it's hard to argue against this. He had a Pro Bowl wide receiver on his roster when he was a freshman, and essentially could throw it up to Allen Robinson, who caught everything. Is that the case? You know that's the year he played with the pro coach too. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to defend it though. That that's all I'm getting at is it's hard to know. Now when you look at it, he's got all the all the skills. I think he's he's got it, and I I think he's still going to be a good piece. I think he relies on a good. He needs to go to a good situation, um, and by that I mean not necessarily going to be the starter right away. Have a good have a quarterback minded coach. Not a defensive-minded coach where you're going to be in with an offensive coordinator who's then going to become the head coach somewhere else. You know, like right. It, that's a bad situation for him. So going going somewhere like Denver, Houston. in Kubiak, what Houston? Yeah, Houston. Even though Osweiler's there. right, I know they got rid of everyone but, else. Right. <laughs> I mean, but, oh, well, they have Tom right. Savage, but you can't take him on day one if you're Houston. No, 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 no. no. But you know, if you go to Denver. Right, you have Kubiak. Sanchez could start the year, and you bring Hackenberg in. You know, I still think, and just to wrap up the tangent here, I still think Hackenberg goes by the end of round two. Oh yeah, yeah, I agree. I don't know if he'll go in round one because I think I, I don't think you're going to see five. I don't think you're going to see five because of the moves that have been made. I, right, you might see three or four, but I just I don't know. I think three. I, I don't. I don't think Cook makes it in round one. Especially, especially the way the draft is set up now. That after round one, the teams have overnight to kind of rework and regroup well, and make trades. Right. So you could you'll have a team trade up into the early second round, and I think you'll see a couple of quarterbacks go in the first four, five, maybe six picks in the second round. And I think that's where Cook and Hackenberg yep. go, and it'll keep the streak alive. Where uh, Kerry Collins is the last Big Ten quarterback to be drafted in the first round. Right, yeah. If Cook and Hackenberg I don't think, get it, I think Brees was the first pick of the second round or second pick yeah, of the he, second he round. He was by like the that. Chargers, yeah. yes. Who traded up at the beginning of the second round? You're an Eagles fan, I supposedly. Am. I don't know. I <laughs> am. I am. It's hard. It's we hard. obviously live in Eagles country in South Central, Southeastern yeah. Pennsylvania. 
we are friends with obviously a lot of people that also live in that area. The attitude towards the trade seems to be mixed, although I think it trends towards more of the negative. I'd say like two thirds to a third negative to positive. And maybe I, more. I maybe see three people quarters to a quarter. Negative on it, but in a facetious way, such yeah. as the person texting me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's from my dad. From somebody who's done so well, from a team that's done so well with high draft picks <laughs> he over says the last 20 years. He can't believe, or he can't wait to hear what you have to say. And he said, Do you think. They, meaning the Eagles, would like to buy an island that he has for sale. <laughs> so I think he'd like to take uh, Jeffrey Lurie, that's, Harry Roseman, and the Eagles' that's, uh, front that's office big, to that's task. Big, that's big talk from a guy whose team has a quarterback that's not from a big-time program. That's, that's big talk. On the other so hand, you're maybe saying it Carson is a, Wentz is the next Tony Romo? <laughs> I'm saying he's better than Tony Romo already. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, so I'm sure I'll be waiting for a text oh, here in gosh. a second. But... What, as you, as a fan, what do you think of this trade? Okay, at first I was a little hesitant because it seems like they're giving up a lot. When we really look at it, we've talked about this, they're not giving up five picks, right? They're giving up three. Um, and like you said, they're really giving up three draft picks over the next three drafts. Like if you, you know, if you look at it that way. So this trade takes place over three years three draft periods, and they're essentially losing three picks. Okay. Like, you know, when you look at it like that, and essentially they're losing a first-round pick, a second-round pick, and a third-round pick because they swapped first this year. So, yeah, they gave up the eight, but they got the two. You know, um, I used to you like in in my in our world. A lot of times, when somebody tells me they got a car, I assume they traded in their car that they currently had. Right. It doesn't have to be the case. You know, it's not always the case, but unless I know otherwise, like it's rare that a team trades for a first and keeps their their first that they already had. Yeah, that would like, be, that, that doesn't. Or they had another often. first already. Right. Yeah. Usually they had another one from a trade. Um. So that that isn't an issue for me. Um. In terms of swapping this year. Also, in terms of salary cap and stuff like that, you don't necessarily want two top 10 guys, you know, two top 10 picks because then all of a sudden it starts to take up even more money. Um, I'm open to it because I just feel like – what do they have to lose? The, the A person who specifically stopped me today to talk about it well, said – nothing. It's been 56 he years doesn't, since He title. doesn't like it. He so. doesn't like it. And one of the reasons is because he's just, he thinks Sam Bradford can get the job done. Well, you know what? Sam Bradford hasn't made the playoffs yet in his career. And while I think Sam Bradford could get the job done, we have him on a two-year deal. So even if he can, like even if he plays well this year, he's going to want a ton of money more. You know what? And a guy hasn't played a full season in, you know, he's played like one full season since one, high yeah. school. Like, wait, look, could he get it done? I hope he does because the plan is to draft Carson Wentz and let him sit third string. My bigger issue is why do they go out and get um, Chase Daniel? Chase Daniel, if they're going to get this. But right. if your plan is to not play Carson Wentz, all right. Like I don't know that I agree with that aspect of it, but oh, you, you do what you have to do. I do. I I am completely of the fact that you, if you have a team like because this well, is the interesting aspect yeah, of this, the Eagles yeah. are are not a. They're, they're seven and nine. They're I thought they were the, four win team. They're, they're not team. the Browns, right. who backed out of the two. Right, spot. exactly. Somebody said, "What's what's the worst thing that can happen? What's the worst thing that can happen is that you have Sam Bradford play good. Right, he plays really well this year. Now you and have all of a sudden the, you have him, and 
And maybe you also you trade have him for the like a six round pick, future. you know? Maybe you trade him for a six round pick, or maybe you get some, you know, anything from it. I think if what if he has a Pro Bowl year and you trade him for a fourth, right? If, or if you have a Pro Bowl year and you keep him because you have him under contract <laughs> the following year. If you think Golf or Wentz is a decade plus long term. Right. great starter that is going to get you into the playoffs. Like, basically, McNabb level. Yeah. Get you to the playoffs for a decade, make a Super Bowl. Right. Like, I know you want to say, well, I want to win three Super Bowls. Yeah, everyone does. But do you know how often that happens? Right, right. No, it's forget that. Right. Forget you want that. a guy I just that, want one. Do you want a guy that's going to win I want a guy you... who gives us a shot. I want a guy who gives right. us a shot. Look at the teams that compete year in and year out. Yeah, you have a couple. There's, like, two or three teams that have the best quarterback in the league, you know, every year. And the rest have a quarterback who's good enough. That's what you need. This whole idea that your franchise quarterback has to be has to be the next guy who's going to set every record is is a lie. Look, like somebody's like, oh, you know, he's going to be the next Joe Flacco. I hope so. Because he I won hope, a Super Bowl. I hope he wins a Super Bowl, and then I hope the Eagles overpay him. Like I don't care if they win a Super Bowl. What does it matter then? Exactly. Exactly. Like. I heard somebody today, and this is a little a tangent again, but just saying like how Ryan Howard has gotten the raw deal basically in Philly because he wasn't Albert Pujols. They're like, what did he want? In his prime, he hit 35 to 40 home runs every year. He won a championship in Philly. Like, went to another. Right, went to another. Like, what do you want from the guy? Like, And at the beginning, they're right, because look at the beginning. He's not all that different except, I mean, he hit the home runs, but he struck out a lot and everything then. You, you, he was that the whole way through, and you knew it, and now that we're at the end, people are like, oh, you know, uh, Ryan Howard, blah, blah, blah. People get like that with a lot of quarterbacks. If Carson Wentz is good enough, then, yeah, you're going to need the other pieces. You're going to need the other pieces. I don't think the Eagles have traded away so much that that will keep them from getting enough other pieces if they make the right decisions. Right? It's all about making the right decision. That's where it's a little scary because towards the end, was Roseman making the call? Was Andy Reid making the call? Because... In their high-round picks, they missed a lot. They hit a lot of their mid-round and late picks, but they missed on a lot of, like, on their high-end picks a lot. Um, and they missed on the quarterbacks, basically, after McNabb. But, you know, I just... I think that if they think Carson Wentz is good enough, then I'm then I'm on board. When we're... And I... And I as much as I, I do have to lean towards you... You're thinking in the way of, they're not the Browns. They were a seven-win team last year. People are mad that they gave up the first round next year because, like, they're going to be a top-ten pick next year, too. No, they weren't even a top-ten pick last year. Right, they like, were 13th initially. Right, so they would have to be, like, three teams worse next year. I don't think they're necessarily that No, we great, said last week but, when we talked about it, we right. said their they're, they're bottom is 6-10 and 10 and their peak is probably 10-6. Right. and six. So, at best, they would have been ninth or 10th pick probably. Maybe 7 or 8. Maybe. But... They could very easily be picking 18 or 19 next year. You know, like, I don't know. I just I think, think people are, because he played at North Dakota State, people are freaking out. That, that's what that's it is. Not a, that's, my problem with Carson Wentz, not to hammer this home, because I want to do the mock. And those people haven't seen him play ever. Like, they've never seen him play. He they only can started, talk all they want about the competition. They've never seen him compete. Never. No. So well, how, and, how are they going to tell me about competition when they've never even seen him compete? I, yeah, and I understand. And that is one detriment is who did he play against? Right. But my bigger problem. Well, who did he play with? Is he, well, true. <laughs> my bigger problem is his lack of experience. He only started 16 games. Right. Right. Now, what I do like is that they say in all the interviews and everything that he's he's got the mindset and the mentality. Like, he says and does all the right things. So, like, 
this guy has what it takes to be a franchise quarterback in those, you know, intangibles, you know, whatever that means. Now, intangibles are great until they start throwing interceptions, you know. Right, like, right. yeah, that um, doesn't matter. Right, so you need to be able to play. And if they're convinced he can play, then I'm, I'm convinced. One of, one of the great picks under these guys, when I say that, Roseman and just, you know, Peterson like, through Andy Reid, essentially. I'm kind of equating back to that was Brian Westbrook, one of the best picks the Eagles ever made. One double A player. You know, like they make it sound like one double A is is non competitive football. You know, like it, coming from people who don't know. Most of these know? slobs are armchair quarterbacks that right. would couldn't even compete in middle school, <laughs> let alone right. in one double A. First of all, they beat they beat a, a power five conference team last year. I know it was Iowa State, but they beat a power five conference team last year, you know, like on the road. So and they don't get to play a lot because teams don't schedule the good one double A teams. Right. You know, like so I When we're forty five, if you're talking about Carson Wentz in the Pantheon with Randall Cunningham, Donovan McNabb, um, who else do you want to throw in there? Joss. You want to, I was gonna say, do you want to throw in he Jaworski? Made the Super Bowl, so you right. have to, in my like opinion. if you're talking about him yeah. with those three guys, then then it was mission the right accomplished. Goal. Right. Like you did it. Even if, how many forgettable if, Eagles quarterbacks? Even if you're having the conversation of should he be with those guys, you know, right? That now that would imply to me that he doesn't he win Super Bowl. Quite, if he, if well, he wins no, a no. Super Bowl, he's, oh, he's probably he's the, he's the highest. He's higher. He's the best Eagles quarterback right. of all time. You know, unless ball. it's a Dilford thing where he's terrible. Right. For, not, I, right. Dilford wasn't terrible, but you know what I mean. I Game know. manager doesn't do right. anything special. But, but the Eagles there. build up a defense or right. something. But he still won. Well, look at Terry Bradshaw. And 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 you look at the history of quarterback. Terry Bradshaw is a nobody. Right. And when you look at, at the stats and accomplishments, but he won four Super Bowls. Right, he's 4-0 in the Super Bowl. <laughs> right. right. He, he won where it matters most. Right. So, you know, he's I, always going to get put up there on right. the pedestal. If Carson Wentz has a 15-year career and they win a few division titles, you know, whatnot, he doesn't have the stats to back up or unseat Jaworski, Cunningham, right. and McNabb, but he gets to Lombardi, doesn't matter. Greatest quarterback in Eagles history. Yeah, I mean... You look at it, if he's good enough to compete and let the team compete, then I'm all for the move. And I think he, from all accounts, he is. He is good enough. Um, he has the size. People are like, oh, you know, Jared Goff and Carson Wentz are both ranked, rated 91 by, like, the draft score or something like that. It will be the lowest quarterbacks to go 1-2, like, ever or something. Mm. And I'm like, and somebody quickly jumped in. They're like, yeah, but you know who was a 98? Jamarcus Russell or was t- a 98. Tim Couch. Right. Like, so David Carr. It, it is interesting, Achilles though. Achilles Smith. History, history shows us that when quarterbacks go 1-2. One of them hit. 50%. 50%. So I'd like to think Cal already has their big-time quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> and North Dakota, North Dakota State State's about They're to stake due. their claim. That's They're right. Due. That's right. All right, quickly before we move and do the actual mock besides the quarterback, who's the day one, game one starter for the Eagles? Sam Bradford. He's going to stick around. I don't think they're around. Trying, He's they not going to force Eagles, him. The Eagles have all the bargaining chips there. They have all of them. Unless, I didn't know if you thought unless, Denver would come calling. How crazy would it be if the Eagles traded two quarterbacks to the to Denver the same Broncos? Team. See, I don't think that happens unless – Unless something happens like over the summer and there's an injury somewhere, not Sam Bradford, um, or maybe if it is Sam Bradford, that would keep him from being the Eagles. Um, but I think the Eagles hang on to him unless somebody comes calling maybe this week or come July and somebody gets hurt and, and a team needs him badly. Um, 
you know, like I, I don't even really know. Like maybe if something doesn't work out in San Fran and Chip Chip needs him, you know, oh, how crazy would that be? Um, yeah, you, you never know. But I, I just see. Okay, now they're already going to throw us for a loop here. Yeah. Maybe we should have picked the draft for the Rams and then see what happens. So we're going to use Fanspeak.com's on the clock mock draft simulator. Um, but they already messed up everything we just talked about because they had the Rams take Carson Wentz. Um, so yeah, maybe we should just reload that unless that's the really the way that they expect that to happen. Um, the what's out there now is the Rams are expected to take golf, so the Eagles are left to take Wentz, and the Eagles supposedly know that. That was the reason that they did the trade because right. they wanted Wentz right. over golf. Supposedly, they have an in with somebody on the Rams who told them. There know, we go. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So the L.A. Rams, with the first pick of the draft, take Cal quarterback Jared Goff. So the Eagles are up. I think it's pretty easy to t- say what you expect yeah, them to do. I'd be shocked if they don't take um, Carson Wentz. So then Jalen Ramsey to the Chargers. Miles Jack, one of my favorite, to the Jags. Ooh. Do you think he's going to go that high? I think he's top 10. I'd really? love to see the Dolphins take you him. You really think he's still going to go that high? I think so. As long as there's no like medical red flags that we don't know about, right. I think Jack goes to the he's top still, 10. Because he's expected to play next year, right? He is. It's Jalen Smith from right. Notre Dame that who is not. could be done. Like, right, forever. completely. Yeah, now let's go back terrible. and look right. and see how many quarterbacks went. So we know they went 1-2. Right. Ezekiel Elliott went 10 to the Giants. Which is – I'd be really happy if at four the Cowboys don't take Ezekiel Elliott. I, well, and the and guy then, they did take to force Buckner right. at defensive end is a guy that I think they very well could take. Right, especially knowing that they're going to have more holes on the defensive line this year because another guy is suspended. Now, he may get some of that back because some of their same medical conditions and things Demarcus like that. Lawrence. Right. Yeah, their sack leader from last year might be done. So The Dolphins did go linebacker. Like I said, I really want the Dolphins to take Jack. I don't think he's going to be there. Um, but they went with Darren Lee, another Buckeye uh, at 13. Um, other ones of note, we see um, Austin Johnson makes the first round nice. with the Redskins. Uh, Penn boo. State defensive Yay, tackle. <laughs> Um, you also see uh, the Steelers take defensive and tackle they have Kenny Connor Clark Cook going to the Cardinals. They do have Connor and Cook in round Lynch. one, and Paxton Lynch to the Broncos at pick thirty-one. We so saw at the four. end of uh, uh, the draft two years ago, we saw Teddy Bridgewater go to the Vikings. That's looking like that's trending uh, in the proper direction. If you're a Vikings fan, he's looked good. It's funny how the teams at the top and bottom of the draft the last few years have looked, at, you know, necessarily quarterback. Even though you don't necessarily associate quarterback with the back end but sometimes you get those trade-ins and and all kinds of stuff going on there we didn't talk about the ravens in this mock they went in round one pick six they went with laramie tunsil from that would Ole be Miss a really good pick for them sure if they up could the get offensive him at line. six i think that they'd be thrilled um do we cover we just talked dolphins just last time they picked last time they had a tackle out of old miss they won a super bowl just that yeah. is true i know it didn't necessarily work out after that <laughs> you know but uh yeah so. Well, let's move on to the next round. We're going to do three rounds here for the Eagles. So also, the, Eagles, the last time the Eagles picked number two and they got a quarterback was Donovan McNabb. Right, and out of Syracuse. Worked out. Yeah. So now we see that in the second round, which is going to speed by here because the Eagles – actually, the Eagles don't have second or third round have pick. have a second third well, round Well, let's pick, just yeah. see for the argument of the other teams what happens here in the second round. Because we're not going to get to do individual drafts for every team, but we can kind of see how things play out here um, as they move along. 
So besides the Eagles obviously going quarterback with this pick, when they come on the clock again in round four, some of the other needs that they're looking for, uh, cornerback, they still need help in the secondary. Um, maybe a running back, you, you can trade yeah. it away, DeMarco Murray. Yeah. You know, McCoy's been gone now a couple seasons. Um, you need some help. Darren Sproles can't do everything. Right. Yeah, and Ryan Matthews, where's his health? You know, like right. he had some injury issues last year. He was solid when he played, when he was healthy. But In the second round here with the Cowboys going, again, defensive line with Vernon wow. Butler. The Ravens taking Ravens Braxton Miller. go with a, a slash-type player with uh, Braxton Miller. The Tell me if you see a, a Cowboy, or excuse me, a Penn Stater. Um, the Dolphins go offensive tackle, definitely a need. Jermaine Afidi. Carl Nassib to the Colts. All right. Um, another just player of note, Noah Spence, who was yeah. at Ohio State, well, he, left. He was a Harrisburg pro, pro, yeah. Bishop McDevitt player, but out of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Yeah. Um, he was Penn State was hot on him, and he chose the Buckeyes and left there because he was yeah. indefinitely suspended, essentially. Um, let's see. Some Derrick of, Henry, another notable yep. player, going to oh, the Seahawks. Alabama oh my running gosh. back. Think wow. about that. Think about that. You know – Again, last time they had an Alabama running back that they were pretty good, Sean Alexander. Steelers go with the cornerback Artie Burns. Then you get an interesting streak of three out of four wide receivers yeah. go, and the Patriots hop on the board here with back-to-back picks. Uh, 29th and 30th pick in the second round. Again, they don't have a first-round pick from Deflategate, but they go first with cornerback Zach Sanchez, but then the next one – Wide receiver Will Fuller, who somehow falls to the 30th pick of the second round. He's, I think, going to be a first-round pick. Right. If and he lasts and the Patriots take him. I don't know how him, this has. Wow. Like, in, in this case, they have um, they have a bunch of wide receivers in the second round going ahead of him. Um, yeah, I don't. If I'm if the Ravens were to take Braxton Miller over somebody like Will Fuller. I I would question what's going on with yeah. Ozzie Newsome. Yeah, yeah. Ozzie Newsom's lost it at that point. So we're going to move on here to the third round. Obviously, the Eagles do not have a pick in the third round. Um, but, you know, we said cornerback, running back, um, offensive line. That's yeah. probably another spot where you're expecting them to yeah. develop some talent. But not having a second, third round pick in this draft going to hurt you a little bit. But at least offensive line, you usually can find, you know, yeah. where uh, where uh, you can pick now. Oh, it says we are on the clock. Apparently, I was not aware of all the Eagles' picks here. Did they have two third-round oh, picks? They might have. Oh, they two. picked one up yeah. from the Rams, didn't yeah. they? In yeah, the Foles in the Foles um, trade. No, I think that one was a conditional pick that I don't think they got. Um, but they might have. They got one. Did they get one from Tennessee for Demarco Murray? Was that a third round? Well, the Eagles have the 79th overall pick, the 16th pick of the third round here. So we can take a look. Um, some good offensive linemen on the board. We just talked about that. Um, running back, we mentioned also a possibility. Um, honestly, I, I, I'd probably lean offensive line. Yes. So would I, especially with some of the guys that are on the board here right now. I'd probably, they're all interior guys. You're looking, you're looking guards and centers, um, based on what the Eagles have, I'd probably lean guard. Not to say that the guys that play center can't play guard, obviously. Right, right. Um, but I don't know if I'd pass Nick Martin. Yeah, I, I was going to say Nick Martin, um, actually. Just, I, yeah, I think I would take Nick Martin. 
if you draft a center, he can play. He can he can usually play guard, you know, and the guards can sometimes play center. Yeah. Um, so he's the center off interior yeah. offensive line from Notre Dame. But you get you know you get him. He can move around. Um, they talk about how centers. Again, this is obviously stereotyping, but centers usually are really smart line. Yes. A center at Notre Dame. Trust me, usually, I know. A center at Notre Dame is usually a really, really smart lineman. Um, Notre Dame has produced some solid and big time linemen over the last few years. Um, I I would kind of like the I would like that pick a lot actually if they if they got a guy from like that out of Notre Dame, I, I'd be pumped. All right, now the see th- that's the example of a guy who going from college I didn't root for, and when he comes to the pros <laughs> I do root for. Right. So so. Now that was the so the Eagles went with yeah. Wentz and then Martin in the with the third round pick that they acquired via trade prior to the draft this year. Now let's look back on the third round for the Cowboys. They went with the defensive back Von Bell from Ohio State, who's thought of higher. If he lasted to the third round, that'd be an excellent pick by the Cowboys. Uh, let's look at my Dolphins here. We saw him take Darren Lee, the linebacker, Effetti, the offensive tackle from Texas A&M, and they come back with a running back to complement uh, Jay Ajayi. Um, Lamar Miller left, so they need a replacement there. Uh, so Kenneth Dixon from Louisiana Tech was the pick in the third for the Dolphins. Patriots, we said wh- who their two second-round picks are, but they had two third-round picks. They go offensive line uh, twice. They go with the offensive tackle, Kyle Murphy from Stanford. And, and Tom Brady is clapping somewhere. And then interior lineman Spencer Drango from Baylor, who one time was considered one of the, the better linemen in this draft class. Here he lasts to the 96 overall pick nearing the end of the third round. We did the Eagles. Let's check out the Steelers third round. They went with a wide receiver, Rashard Higgins. Uh, they've developed some pretty good wide receivers over the years. We yeah. saw a few of them leave. Antonio Brown's still there and one of the best in the league. Um, Martavis Bryant, when he's active, not injured or suspended, absolutely lighting the world on fire. And they've also gotten That's good stuff from Marcus Wheaton. Stuff real quick. Like, What do you view as the Steelers' biggest needs uh, this year? The Steelers' biggest needs? Yeah. Well, I think they always need DBs. Yeah. I feel well, like they always right. need defensive backs. I would agree with that. I, they, I just, they've been looking for that the last few years. Other uh, than when they were really hot in the mid to late 2000s. When, when the guys they had a couple years ago were in their prime a few years ago. Right, 10 <laughs> then, years ago. Then they didn't need it. But since then, they had some of those guys hanging on. I, I would agree with that. I that. always think that. And then, you know, crazy or not, is because you think of the Steelers teams and, and their legacy – uh, offensive line. I, I think yeah, they no, are I always agree. in the search because they seem to always be getting injured. Yeah. It's not necessarily always a talent thing. It's draft, a depth well, issue. Well, maybe not, but is it time to maybe draft the replacement? Maybe they already have him on the roster because he's been hurt so much. Uh, the for, Oklahoma, for... Oklahoma um, the guy from Oklahoma is there. You're talking about replacement no, 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 for no, Roethlisberger? No, I was going to talk about the replacement uh, for the center. The uh, Oh, Pouncey. Pouncey. Because I was going to say, do they need to draft the replacement? But in reality, they've their replacement for Pouncey has already been playing the last couple of years because he's been out so right. much. So, all right. So that was Eagles. Oh, any, oh any there last... was. There was Hackenberg. I thought I saw him. Oh, we're, in, we're in round two. We would have been down here, yeah. right? You thought you saw him? I, I thought I, I saw the name. I didn't maybe, see it. Maybe I didn't, but so anyway. not there. Well, I think because I know that he's listening, uh, let's do the Cowboys. Okay. So let's pick our team here. Where's that helmet? There it is. So 
So Dallas is picking fourth in the first round. So they are picking after the Eagles now uh, because of the, the trades. So we'll do three rounds again, see how it plays out this time. Let's see if Jared Goff goes one or Wentz goes wrong. Cause one, because that always that messes us up. Wouldn't it be something if they took Wentz in the first pick? <laughs> that, that would be nuts. All right, we're going to go with the fan speak board. That's what we used the last time. It's cool that I see one of the – they used many there, but one of Kyle them Krabs, was yeah. Kyle Krabs. Yeah, yep. and we we interviewed him last year, or I interviewed him on one of the shows last yeah. year before the draft. So, all right, here is the Cowboys mock draft from our point of view, what we would do uh, if we were actually in charge and not talking from fandom because I don't want Justin taking three punters here or anything like that. Oh, that's not, that's not what that's we're doing That's not what – no. Oh, okay. So, we're on the clock, so it went as well, expected. Golf. Well, they came up pretty quick, I went, guess, so. I mean, I guess they were pretty bad Tunsil. So, we see Laramie, the Ole Miss offensive tackle, jumped up because he went sixth the right. last time to the Ravens. Now he goes third to the Chargers. Now, that's very yeah. real possibility. Just real quick, it's one thing for the – for our – Dallas listeners to be giving me crap because the Eagles traded up to number two, but at least our team was trading into the top five, not there because we were just so <laughs> terrible last year. Now I like so. to point out that we saw the Eagles' needs was about five. They got ten needs for the Cowboys. There's only you know, I mean, depending how you break it down, there's only twenty two positions on the field, and they have about half of them in need of an upgrade. I would agree. <laughs> now. I'll with Goff and Wentz going to beat the crap out of the Eagles this year. With Goff and Wentz going one two, I think it's out of the realm of possibility for them to take a quarterback at four because I don't think they're going Lynch, Cook, or Hackenberg. I hope they do. But could they go, come back and grab one of those guys at the top of round two? That's a possibility. I think that's a possibility. Let's see how it plays out. But the Cowboys on the clock at four here. Their biggest needs to me are defensive end first because, and you, especially you mentioned Demarcus Lawrence now facing a suspension. I think of at least the first four games. Yeah. And they need a defensive end to begin with. So that's oh, a big cause, one. Because they're, let's face it, they're not going to bring back, um, what's his name? Right. There last yeah, year. You're, yeah. Now I'm not going to be able to think of it. Um, from the play with the Panthers. Right, yeah. yeah. Now, of course, now I can't think of his name, but that's we don't need right. to mention him anyways. Yeah. So defensive end, a big one. Also need help at tackle. Um, we talked about maybe finding the future quarterback. Um, to me, like, so the way this has come out, like, I understand. They may draft somewhere else, but like Jalen Ramsey's available at four. Like some people have him projected as the best player he in went the draft. Third in the last right. last one. Like he went some to the people Chargers. have him as the best player in the draft. He's not a quarterback, so he's not going one two in these scenarios where teams trade up to get quarterbacks. And the Chargers pass him. But like and and they they need I mean, secondary. They help. need secondary, but they, I don't necessarily know if they need the safety spot. I I don't know. I'm well, not saying they some do people or don't. think just, that he could play corner in the right, right. system. That um, he's listed here as a safety and is four too high to take a safety. If you're if it's he yeah. is the best player in the draft though. No, he's it's not right. If he's the best player in the draft, it's never too high to take. Him. Well, I to me to me it comes down to Ramsey, Buckner, or Elliott are my yeah. top three in this scenario. I. Well, this becomes who's calling the shots. Who's calling the shots? Is Jerry calling the shots or is his son calling the shots? I think Stevens is calling the shots. If Stevens calling the shots, I think they take Buckner. I think they do too, and that's who I was leaning towards. If Jerry's calling the shots, I think Elliott is taking him. You think so? I I just wonder how many people really think a running back's worth a top five pick, a top ten pick. I think Jerry Jones is one of those people. I'm going to give him Buckner. Because I think Ezekiel Elliott has enough people enamored. I'm not saying he is or isn't. I think Ezekiel Elliott is really good. Um, 
Ramsey went to seven. Yeah. To the Niners. And a lot of people are probably saying, why not Bosa? I'm not high on Bosa. No. And I think he's this starting sounds, to. This sounds like I have crazy insiders and I don't. But the people I know who are more in tune to Ohio State football than I am. Let's just put it that way. They're not real high on Joey Bosa either. And they are dre- they were dreading the fact that they thought their team was going to take him. And this is an Ohio State fan who is, again, more, he is as in tune with Ohio State and his pro team as we are, if not more, with our teams. You know, like he's, he's right. on our level of fandom and following, not just kind of, you know, headline stuff. He knows what's going on. He was not real wild on it. I kind of go with that, default to him on that aspect. Kind of like he would default to us on some of the Penn State guys. And he really did not want them to take Bosa. People at the beginning of this process, and when he started exploding at Ohio State, were comparing him to J.J. Watt. And I don't see that at all. To be fair, Joey Bosa, some of the issues that had plagued him coming in, I did read a story about how he kind of took charge and removed himself from all that. He moved out of his apartment and moved into an apartment where he's living by himself so that he could be take everything more seriously um, to kind of remove himself from the, the situations that led him to some of the bad decisions that got him uh, suspended for the Virginia Tech game um, and things like that. So if that's the case, then good for him. You know, maybe that is Yeah, I have no right ill will path. other than he played but at Ohio State. I just – this was still after this season, somebody whose team drafts high <laughs> says – I don't want him on my team. They're Ohio State fan and their team drafts high. Bosa is supposed to be this big prospect, and he wanted nothing to do with it. So I kind of default to that. Miles Jack again going top 10. He goes 8 to the Cleveland Browns, but look who's the next pick. Yeah, Noah Spence, Tampa Bay. And I think that's accurate. I think Spence could go in the second round. Well, he could go in the top 10. Third. I think right. it was third he the could last go time. Because, well, you know what? Those guys, it's just a it really, just takes one really team, big right? unknown. That's right. So then, uh, Elliot going all the way to the Raiders. Does he wow. get by Miami at thirteen? You'd be not happy if he, if the if the Raiders if the Dolphins take took him, Apple over Elliot, two Buckeyes back to back, I would be upset with that. I I like. Do I question whether a running back's worth that high of a pick? Sure, but to take Apple, who I don't think is one of the top fifteen players right. in the draft, and bypass Elliot, yeah, I'd be upset with that. I I, de- I definitely would. Um, just breezing through Has the here. Steelers taking Mtichi. Ooh, oh boy, he's an interesting guy. That would be interesting, especially Joe how- Lynch and Cook go twenty nine thirty one. So four yeah. quarterbacks again. Still no Hackenberg. Haven't seen him show up at all. So let's move to the next round. We'll recap all the teams. Maybe at the this end. is the one of the places that had him undraftable. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Wait, that that's ludicrous. Despite what you know, the negatives we can come up with him being undraftable is just absurd. All right, so the Cowboys are on the clock again. There's a now. Remember, we went defensive end, so there needs still defensive tackle. Uh, Austin they Johnson say, is there. They say offensive offensive line. I don't I don't know if I'd see that I depth, but I don't think you're looking in early second round with depth. No. Now William Jackson out of Houston is there, cornerback. We said they need secondary help. I don't. They're not going to take a second defensive you, end. Kendall Fuller's there from Virginia Tech. You know, in terms of cornerbacks that I, if I'm looking at people that I've watched play this year, you know, um, you know, Derrick Henry's there. If you're looking running back now, if you passed on Ezekiel Elliott in the first round, um, they're clearly going to take Hunter Henry because he's a Razorback, right? You can't, you can't overlook it. Um, honestly, 
I would I, say these are my top three in no order. Yeah. Jackson, the cornerback from Houston. Yep. Johnson, the Penn State D tackle. Yep. And then Henry, the Alabama running back. Yeah, I would probably, I would probably include Kendall Fuller from Virginia Tech. I don't know why. I watched him play last year in a couple. Well, of, he's got the bloodlines. The, his his the, brothers in, play in, in the a NFL. Couple games that I watched, he played well. well that, he's recovering for, from a for, knee injury. Right, for That's me, why right, he dropped. Right. So I think they could go him here. But your top three, I would that wouldn't surprise me at all for them either. I think just because he's rated higher, and I want to give him the benefit of the doubt, I'm going to go with Jackson. So they got their cornerback. Which is good because then I don't have to root for Austin. I mean, I don't have to root against Austin Johnson. So. Right, right, exactly. Like you already have to do it with Sean Lee. Right, exactly. <laughs> so let's see if uh, if Hackenberg pops up. Well, click, on, Austin click, Johnson. On the, click on the QB and see if he's still there. Yep. Oh, he's mm. rated behind Prescott. Right. Could we see him? He's rated one seventeenth. Wow, that's really yeah. wow. Yeah. That's really well. That's uh, fourth round territory. Okay, well, so some people, yeah. Well, think about this though. They basically are saying no quarterbacks are going in the second or third round. Right. That's what this system. Well, saying. now we're on to the third round. So let's see if that happens. Moving on here, third round of our Cowboys, which honestly is crazy as it is, it wouldn't really surprise me all that much because that seems to be how people feel. Like there's a few quarterbacks at the top that are going to go high because quarterbacks always go high, and then there's going to be just this kind of no man's land. So here we are, a lot of good players left. Yeah, we know they need a running back. Kenneth Dixon is out there. We know they need defensive back help, though we did just take a cornerback, so I don't know if you're going to go safety again and double down. You could. Yeah. Um, we do need a defensive tackle, and Adolphus Washington from Ohio State is out there. So I think that's definitely an opportunity yeah. or potential fit for them. We They say that they need a wide receiver, and slash Ohio State former quarterback Braxton Miller is there. Yeah, I... I really don't even know here. Um, Just based on needs, I'm going to lean towards yeah, uh, Washington from too. Ohio State. Because I, I really think Austin Johnson could have been that second-round player right, at exactly. tackle. Um, you know, again, especially thinking... Ooh, oh, Prescott, Prescott just went to the Browns. Went. Congratulations, wow. Dak. Wow, you're backing up RG3 now. Oof. So we're coming to the yeah, end of round three, ends. and we'll we're gonna run through all the uh, the picks by the six teams that we talk about. Well, we just did the Cowboys, but their three picks were Buckner, the defensive end for Oregon, Jackson, and the cornerback no, from Houston, and no Washington. Hackenberg did not go again. DT from Ohio State. So no Hackenberg in the first three rounds on the two sl- simulators we've done. So I, I think he has to go in the first two rounds. I think so, too. So let's check out the Ravens. They went offensive tackle just same as last time, but this time it's Stanley from Notre Dame. They go secondary, Fuller from Virginia Tech, the guy who talked about a bit. Right. And then they do get Braxton Miller before they got him, I think, in the second round. Yeah. This now, time they, they get him in the, the third, third round. round. I'd be okay with that. Right. It's like a that, lot more. A little bit it's easier there. to swallow there. Right. Um, all right. So the next team we're going to take a look at is my Dolphins. They went. We talked about Eli Apple in the first round of pick 13, the cornerback Taylor. from Ohio State. Decker. They didn't take another Ohio State player, the offensive tackle, Taylor Decker, and they come back with they're linebacker, Tyler Fackrell. State players there. Yeah, really. All right. The Patriots. Will Fuller again. Wow. Available Boo. at the end of the second round. I. This is becoming a trend. I don't know. Yeah. Um, they get two offensive linemen, 
uh, pick 60 and 96, Gerald Hawkins and Joshua Garnett. And then after Fuller, with their next pick, pick 91, they get a cornerback, Daryl Worley from West Virginia. For those of you who are like, who is this Will Fuller? Think about when Notre Dame beat Temple at the last minute. Will he, Fuller is a deep threat. He's the guy who made the big catches for Notre Dame late. He's a game. better Mike Wallace. He's from Philly. He was committed to Penn State for yeah. a while. Yeah. The Eagles, we know they took Carson Wentz. They come back. They get their Rashard secondary ha- help okay. in Rashard Robinson from LSU. And the Steelers, yeah, we talk about them taking uh, and Kemadiche. I never can say his name right. Yeah, yeah. I just kind of make it up every and, time. I just and ne- Nemdiche and Kemadiche yeah. um, from Ole Miss. Um, he's a big-time talent, but he's got a lot of yeah. red flags. Anytime you're drafting somebody who fell out of a hotel window. Right. You gotta do your homework there. Definitely. All right. Let's not do, saying he's not worth it because a lot of people before those issues he was top ten right. for a lot of people's eyes. So you never know. We did Eagles and Cowboys. Let's do one more team and then we'll wrap it up okay. here. We're not gonna do the Dolphins because only I'm interested in that. So I'll let you pick. Should we draft for the Steelers? Should we draft for the Ravens? Or should we draft for the Patriots? Now the Patriots don't have a first rounder, but they have four picks. They have two in the second, two in the third. Steelers and Ravens have their base. Th- First, second, third round picks. Let's do Ravens. You want to do Ravens? Yeah. All right. We'll, we'll still recap all Just of them. Just because but... I feel like they have the most needs based off of where they placed last year. Sure. All right. So we're going to do the Ravens here and then wrap things up. So the Ravens, I believe, pick sixth. So that's where our first pick will be. We'll do three rounds. Let's see if Goff Wentz go one, two. And that maybe that first time through it was a. Was a uh, fluke. All right. So the LA Rams on the clock. Expected to take Jared Goff. Let's see if that's what happens. There's a lot of clicks. A lot of clicks to get through this (laughs) next part. Ravens picking this high for the first time in a while. Ozzie Newsom's had that team yeah. so steady for so long. They won won the Super Bowl a few years ago, but now um, you know, they're picking top ten, almost almost top five. Uh, so they they, they flip flopped it, but they still they won probably, one two. They might have it at fifty fifty, yeah. you know, and it just kind of goes back and forth. All right, so the Wens and Goff go and one two. Buckner going to the Cowboys. Tunsil went third. Buckner to the Cowboys, and then Ramsey goes to the Jaguars. That would be a great, great pick, pick for, for the them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely great pick for the Jaguars. So, Ravens, pick six of the first round. Their needs, a, a lot of them. They could go many directions. They need um, offensive skill help, both at wide receiver and running back. They need offensive line depth all across the, the place. They're still looking for some secondary help. Uh, and also still at linebacker. So there's plenty of different directions that they could go. I think what we've seen the Sim leaning towards his offensive line. Uh, we've seen them, Ronnie Stanley go to them before he is still on the board. I've heard people say that, man, how dangerous would it be for them to get Elliott? Yeah. He's still sitting there. But if you can't block for him, does it matter who you have? Right. So would you favor Ronnie Stanley is there a secondary guy that stands w- out to you, or would you go Elliott? I'd take Ron, uh, Ronnie Stanley. If he's there, um, I'm taking him because you need to keep Joe Flacco and coming those guys off standing that, up. That coming knee off injury. Of ACL, like, yeah, he knee. says he'll be ready to go. Yeah, so, so We'll see what happens there. Let's watch the quarterback, see, see if they go. 
Um, we've already seen two taken. Let's see if Lynch and Cook land at the end of round one. No, I don't yeah. do not believe they did. So they got Ronnie Stanley. Bosa lasted to pick nine. To Elliot once again to the Giants. Steelers took Vernon Butler. So only two quarterbacks yeah. that time. All right, on to round two. Again, the the, uh, the Ravens are going to pick early in round two. We took the offensive tackle Ronnie Stanley from Notre Dame. So up next for them is going to be Austin Johnson went to the Cowboys. Austin Johnson went to the Cowboys, which we said could happen. Now, it's like they're listening to us. <laughs> now, if they do their homework and they find uh-huh. it everything checks out. Yes. I think Noah Spence, Absolutely. who is still on the board, is a prime pick for the yep. Ravens. I and agree. I think he could become a terror in that in that I scheme. agree. And I think he's gone. I you have to take him here. If he's there in the second round with that pick, he's gone. So we go with the outside linebacker Noah Spence, former uh, Bishop McDevitt player, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania native, had been at Ohio State, ended his, his college career at Eastern Kentucky, where he was dominating, which they expected him to right. do at Ohio State. He obviously right. has the talent. It's all the off-the-field and attitude stuff with him. It's funny to me how people – now, maybe because he went to Ohio State at first, you know, and I, I get that, but people don't – as it doesn't seem like they discount his performance at – Eastern Kentucky as much as people discount Carson Wentz's performance. At. Right, 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 right. I get it. Like he was, he was a big time recruit and all that stuff. But we see a quarterback go with the sixth pick in the second round of the 49ers. That's Paxton Lynch. We also see Carl, Carl Nassib. Nassib go to the Raiders with the thirteenth pick. You'd be pumped about that, right? Yeah, whatever. Connor Cook goes with the twentieth pick of the second round to the Jets. Derrick Henry to the Seahawks again. Wow, man! If that would happen, we see Will Filler does end up in the end of the second round, but it goes to the Chiefs this time That'd instead be a of the great Patriots, pick to this, who to turn the around Chiefs. and probably find maybe the next. Um, uh, what's his name up there now? The converted quarterback, yeah. Edelman. Yeah, and Braxton yeah. Miller becomes the next Julian Edelman. So, all right, on to round three for the Ravens and our last sim, and then we'll run through the teams and how they fared. Uh, some interesting selections, but again, still no Christian Hackenberg. He's still hanging around out there, and if they go Let's in draft him. order, Let's take him here. Uh, Dak Prescott also still available. All right, the simulator is running. Ravens should be on the clock, and here we are. The last few picks in the third round, um, nothing really of note. The Cowboys got Kenneth Dixon, the running back. Hey, and so if we look here. So we went offensive tackle and offensive linebacker, or excuse yeah. me, outside linebacker. Um, you could easily go with another um, offensive lineman. We know they need special, or excuse me, skill position help. So there's a couple running backs out there. I don't know. No one really, no one stands out to me that I'm like, Honestly, they need to take him. Right. I mean, Redmond from Mississippi State, you know, he, he was going against, you know, SEC competition. He, he's solid, like nothing out of the ordinary. But um, when when you kind of look at just some of this kind of moving forward. Um, I think I'd probably go, uh, what's going on here? I might go Jalen Mills. 
Okay. Or, or Darian Thompson. I didn't see him up there. Well, yeah, I uh, didn't secondary see him up there guys. Either. Yeah, let's um, get him. I'll, I'll let's go with uh, Darian Thompson, the safety from Boise State. Yep. So that rounds out uh, the Ravens' first three picks. Now we'll let the simulation run, and then we'll recap our our five other teams: Cowboys, Eagles, uh, Steelers, Patriots, and Dolphins. And then we'll head out of here. And let's see uh, if we see any of the other. I, I don't think they're going to get drafted just because. You know, the third round's basically the top 100 picks, and Prescott and Hackenberg are 112 and 117. Right. So I, I, don't, I just don't see them oh. being ever grabbed. They both went. They both went. And as I'm saying that, they both get picked. So Dak Prescott went to the Broncos. Uh, it's wrapping things up here. <laughs> Literally, it just, just to spite me. All right. So, again, the Ravens went Ronnie Stanley, Noah Spence, Darian Thompson. Cowboys went DeForest Buckner, Austin Johnson, Kenneth Dixon. That's a great draft for and that's them. That's what we we, and we yeah, pretty much did that, that exact. exact yeah, we yeah. talked about that exact thing. Um, let's take a look at the Dolphins defensive tackle, offensive tackle, outside linebacker Rankin, Spriggs, Cravens. That sounds about right. Um, Patriots there two seconds are Braxton Artie Burns Brown. and Braxton Miller, and then their two thirds are Charles Tapper and Spencer Drango. Uh, secondary receiver, lo- offense, defensive lineman, offensive lineman. Eagles, we saw Goff, and again, another cornerback. We saw him get uh, an LSU corner the last time. Now they go with Notre Dame cornerback Russell, who broke his leg and missed the end of the year. But he was uh, he's better than a third-round pick, so that's actually a really right. good pick right. by the Eagles. And the Steelers went defensive tackle Vernon Butler, safety Jeremy Cash, and quarterback Maurice Kennedy. Um, so where did... Where did Hackenberg go? Let's, let's scroll, let's scroll we, down. Let's it, was in, it was near the end of the third round, yeah. right? Yeah. Because they went there. Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals. Oh, that's Ooh. a good fit in for him. In the third round, I think that would be a great fit for him. I don't want him to be that you know that late in the game. I, I want him to be oh, yeah, much I'm higher than that. that. <laughs> but, you know, I, I'd like to see him really in the well second round. But the, the problem is the teams that need a quarterback as are going to trade up. As long as he goes up. in the second day. Like, second, yeah, I, I don't want him lasting to Saturday. No, I want him think definitely. about how far he will have fallen if he's yeah. Well, they had around. been talked about as the number one overall pick when yeah. O'Brien was there, right? And then dropping, you know, outside of the top one hundred. Right. Yeah, so we'll see. So that's our NFL draft preview. Uh, we tried to go in as depth as we could, but of course, we're going to talk about the Eagles because of the local team and also because they made the huge splash. Most likely going to be drafting Carson Wentz from North Dakota State with the second overall pick in the draft on Thursday night. So obviously we're going to be watching, uh, and we'll be back here on Sunday, May 1st, to talk about what happened in the 2016 draft. And is there, do you have anything else to add this I week? I do not, no. Yeah, I'm trying to think if I have any shout-outs or mentions. Remember, uh, a lot of Gilmore Henny stuff happening this week. The draft party's Thursday night. Friday is the golf tournament followed by the soiree for play. And if you ever want to volunteer your time or donate to the cause, you've heard us do an entire show on the Gilmore Henny Community Fund before. Just, once again, check out ghcommunityfund.com. Any other mentions? I will say, uh, I think a little bit early, but a happy anniversary to my in-laws. They're celebrating that this coming week. And birthdays, end of April. Always happens. I'll forget, and then I'll be like, oh, by the way, last week. Um, So... I think I think that's that's all for me unless you've got something no, else to good. add. Um, episode two eight two oh eight coming up next Sunday. I don't know what time. Stay no, we'll tuned on to- social media. We'll we'll send it out. 
you can always get more from us on jmnjrradio.com and jomazenjraf.com. Follow us on Twitter at jmnjr underscore radio, at jomazenjraf, at jmflyer1454, and at mr underscore raffoff. So I think that's everything. Just let me get my music queued up here so that we can uh, get out of here. And, of course, I entered the wrong the wrong thing. Way to go. All right. So that wraps up the 206th episode. No, 207th episode of yeah. the Joe Mays and J-Raff show. We hope you tune in every Sunday for our take on sports. Until next time, I'm J-Raff. And I'm Joe Mays. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Joe Mays and J-Raff show. Tune in every Sunday for the latest sports discussions from Joe and Justin. Each episode is available live on Ustream or Mixler and can be downloaded or streamed on iTunes and SoundCloud. You can interact with Joe and Justin on Facebook and Twitter. And stay up to date with the guys at JoeMaysAndJRAF.com. The Joe Mays and JRAF Show is part of the JMNJR Radio Network. For more info, visit JMNJRRadio.com.